To grapple man, soon may come To ramble, rant, and flap his gums One day when the grapplers scrum He'll talk about the wrestling world Well, Priest got his boys and they gathered round They gambled picks from a site they found In hopes they'd hit their fists will pound Gamble, gamble, degenerates Alrighty, folks, we are ALIVE alive and kicking here on the Gambling with a Grappleman podcast. I'm Dave, being joined by CJ, Billy, and Dino as we have all season. We're damn near halfway through the NFL season, eight weeks deep, week nine picks coming up. CJ gets his first victory of the season with his week eight picks. He goes nine and six. Uh, Billy and I were seven and eight, Dino six and ten. Uh, CJ, how does it feel to get in the win column for the first time? Give it up, boys. I did it. Finally came off the bench and won one. Uh, Congratulations, Mr. 4 p.m. Yeah. You know, feels pretty good. I hit I hit some 1 a.m. or 1 o'clock games. So, you know, that's how this, that's how this fucking thing works, you know. You can't just be good after 4 o'clock. You can't come in with a hangover and expect to fucking, you know, do this thing. You come to at 4 and uh, go from there. You go all night long like Ric Flair. Woo! You know? I love it. Uh, do you want to get into the trades first? Do you want to go through the games first? How do we want to do this this week, boys? It's up to you, man. There were some crazy fucking trades today. Yeah, let's let's start there. Let's start there. We're recording on a Tuesday, trade deadline. At 4 p.m. today, uh, us being most of us in Michigan, CJ from Michigan, I live in Alabama. But uh, yeah, the Lions getting rid of TJ Hawkinson, probably the biggest trade of the day. A couple other wild ones, but to in division rival Minnesota Vikings, it's Hawkinson in a fourth with a conditional fourth, right? For a second this year and a fourth next year, or third next year. Hawkinson, it's Hawkinson. In a fourth next year, in a conditional fourth, or Hawkinson the fourth this year, in a conditional pick next year, for a second round this year and a third round next year. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm on it. It's it's uh, uh no, it doesn't. But yeah. <laughs> it's kind of bittersweet it's one of those trades where it's like i understand it i get it I, I don't hate it i don't necessarily love it i mean i'm glad they got something for him um what they got for him this this regime hasn't proven they can draft in the second or third round so it's not like it really tickles my fancy but better to get something for him if he didn't have the fifth year option i'd probably love it a lot more but knowing that you know you could have him for for another year um before you lose him, um you know Makes it makes it interesting to me, a little eyebrow raising. That's my take on it. Makes me think they're gonna go quarterback at one. Feels that way. I I mean I don't like any of the quarterbacks though. Is my problem. I, I mean Bryce Young I like. Do I think he's an NFL guy? Probably not. But maybe he becomes Jalen Hurts and I'm wrong. But outside of him, I I don't know that there's a quarterback I would take in this draft. Don't don't give me that CJ Stroud bullshit. Like who and what, Bo Nix maybe? Like, come on. No, fuck no. No. No, I mean literally the only one that you would think about that I would think about taking would be uh your hooker, my hooker, America's hooker, 
but he's fucking 24 years old. I was say he'll you be 25 by the you time. You can't right? take, yeah, you can't take him. Like, 25 oh. year old rookie, uh, 25 year old rookie, man. I just saying, I cut it. <laughs> no, like it, it's, it's, it's so strange. It's almost like if you've got the number one pick, just take Will Anderson. Like, I feel like he's the safest yeah, pick. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in with that. Like, take Will Anderson, take. You know, Is that the, the Bama? What linebacker or D lineman? Yeah, edge rush or whatever. Has he hasn't he been kind of quiet this season, or am I just not watching enough? No, he has been. He yeah, has, he's been relatively he's quiet. A decent year, but it wasn't like last year or the year before where he was tearing shit up. You know, he's giving Davian Clowney vibes, and I don't like it. I mean, if I, you know, I see where you could draft Bryce Young, and you go with the Bryce Young JMO connection, right? Because you got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You got Tua and Jalen Waddle, right? You got other fucking, you know, Kyler Murray and uh, who was it? Hollywood Brown. Isn't he? Didn't they play together or some shit? Yeah. But, you know, you, you, get, you, you get that to where you team up with some kind of comfort, right? And you go from there. I understand that. I don't. I don't know much about C.J. Stroud. I mean, do you, do you, is he, is, you know. He's an Ohio State quarterback, and everybody says don't pick Ohio State quarterbacks. But it seems like Justin Fields is coming on here the past few weeks. He might have figured some shit out. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I know he looked shitty at the beginning, but I don't know. You know, and it's oh. the fucking Bears. So there's that. Your quarterback. I'm with Billy. I'm with Billy. You draft fucking, you draft Hendon goddamn hooker, and you roll with it. I don't give a fuck if the motherfucker's going to be. Oh, no, not till like the fucking sixth round. Otherwise, I am out. At 25 <laughs> years old, I am not. No way. No, thank you. I saw some shit. I saw some shit. 27. I saw some shit to where they drafted uh, Will Anderson, and then you go and you get, uh, who was it, Levis? Levis is the other quarterback. Uh, yeah, I think he's from Kentucky. Shut your fucking mouth. I saw that shit because people are big on him. Hey, hey, hey. hey. First rule when you're talking to me is shut your mouth. Don't you say those <laughs> oh. I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, that that's what I saw. just not good. Nope, he's not it either. That kid from Florida gets a lot of hype, too, and he stinks. But, like, oh, nah. Hacks Duggan, Hacksaw's, Hacksaw Jim's baby boy. Three got like, from TCU. I, I mean, I don't know. That's that's the Hawkinson trades boiled into draft talk here in week fucking nine is where we're at. Uh, which is just spun wildly into that, but I'm still like, football motherfuckers. I'm still like, take, I'm still like, take Will Anderson. If you're picking in the top five and he's there, take that motherfucker. If you're picking in the teens, cause the Rams kind of suck. They use the Rams pick and take no, uh, Sewell, baby Sewell. No, uh, Penny's little brother, Noah. You get your middle line, you get a cover middle linebacker and you get an edge rusher that will help your secondary. You can get a corner in the second, third round, whatever, but free agency, we're not talking about we, you know, we haven't even touched on what they could do in free agency, but one thing, one thing that, one thing that Lions fans haven't, I haven't heard though, and again, I haven't been real deep in the local discussions is Jason Kapinda's coming back from IR real soon. We haven't even seen that element of the Lions run game with a fullback, and then Jamison Williams will be activated. They're saying possibly for the Thanksgiving game. So now you've got without Hawkinson, they're like, well, who are you going to call up? Well, you've got two guys on your roster. Kabinda, your fullback, so we haven't even seen them run fullback packages with the true fullback, and then possibly Jamison Williams, which, you know, who knows who gets off the roster by that point, pending injuries, but 
that, that's how I kind of look at it, where it's not that big of a, uh, a, a, a loss, if you will. No, and I've been hearing since, like, last year that TJ Hawkinson's, you know, been on the trading blocks. So, it's not that big of a surprise. I'm, I would rather them trade him than pay him $20 million a year. So, yeah. I mean, if you look at his career in the NFL, how many hits does he have as opposed to misses? You know, like how many big games has he had as opposed to, you know, fucking not showing up or not being involved at all? You know, I mean, he's he's pretty consistent. He'll have probably t- two or three big games. He'll probably have seven or eight like solid games. He'll have one or two games where he's invisible and then he's hurt for the rest of them. Exactly. He's a solid. He's a solid tight end. He's not a superstar. Um, he's fringe pro bowler maybe. So that's what I'm saying. Like it hurts to lose him, but I also don't want to pay him eighteen million dollars a year. So right. He's gonna fit that system so well though. Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Oh, he's going to be perfect. Perfect compliment up the same. Go ahead and bet anytime touchdown against the Lions twice a year. (laughs) Well, they play them in what? Is it the last game of the season or second to last game of the season? Next to last, I think. They're ended with the Packers again, I think. That's right. So I think it's like it's it's a a late December. I think it's the last home game the Lions have is against the Vikings, so. Hawkinson anytime out, touchdown. Sell out Ford Field to Minnesota fans and have the fucking place erupt when he scores. <laughs> It'll be the Minnesota Lions shirts uh, we see this year in the playoffs. <laughs> um. Anyway, other trades today. Bradley Chubb and Jeff uh, from the Broncos goes to the Dolphins as well as Jeff Wilson from the 49ers. Yeah, did they trade... Uh... Chase Edmonds? Is that why they no, got uh, is that why they got Jeff Wilson? Yeah, he was involved in all that somewhere. So he went to Denver. I think I don't have to look. Yeah, no, he got he was involved in all that. Yeah, Chase Edmonds to Denver. He was part of the Chubb deal, and they get Jeff Wilson from San Francisco. And then uh, last night, Roquan Smith to Baltimore. Ah! Not about today. Playpool from the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, What is Chicago doing? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Trade away two of your best defensive players to just trade away a pick for a wide receiver. Robert Quint wanted. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. Maybe they want to actually. Maybe they want to actually. I'm having a tough time here. I'm having a real hard time hearing you, Donna. CJ, I think something's going on in your background that's drowning them. Oh, yeah, it's it's my son. He's an asshole. I can't help that. There you Uh, go. I think they want to properly evaluate Justin Fields, see what they got, give him a receiver. So I, it wasn't that expensive, and Chase Claypool's not a great receiver, but we'll see. Uh, I, do the Steelers, are they just not able to develop wide receivers anymore? I mean, with Juju and now him, like they haven't been able to hold on to him or develop a good wide receiver. We'll see about George Pickens, but it seems like they keep cycling through him. 
I yeah, mean, that's, I think, but that's the thing, though. They just cycle through them because they can. Yeah. I mean, even with Antonio Brown, he was there. He he signed a second contract, but he was only in Pittsburgh like six or seven seasons. And uh, yeah, but that that's not on Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's on. Well, right, but before him, I mean, a, a guy like a Heinz Ward. Not many teams keep a receiver for their whole career. I mean, then Heinz Ward's don't grow on trees. Um, in this day and age, I mean, like, yeah, we had when we were growing up, every team had their their franchise player for years. But I feel like in the last five years of the NFL, it has been a it, it's rare to find a guy play an entire career for his whole team at a skill position. I'm not even talking an entire career, but yeah, get to a second contract, third, co- like, you know what I mean? But yeah. maybe they just don't believe it that, that they need to do it. So How- don't pay wide receivers because you draft so well. That rookies can come in and just fucking produce. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I mean, and maybe they looked at it as, well, we're going to pay Deontay Johnson, and we're not going to be able to afford Johnson and Claypool down the line. So let's get this guy out of here. He's a menace, and um, we'll we'll pay Johnson when that time rolls around because Johnson is the better of the two. But uh, but Claypool's got big play potential. He might it might a new fresh face into Chicago. I mean, what he went to college at Notre Dame. He's a big, big body guy. I mean, Darnell Mooney's more of that shifty underneath route runner guy. You know, you get him the ball, run after catch, he's always open. But Claypool's that guy down in the red zone that might might allow Justin Fields to throw some up to the corner because they don't really have that guy. I mean, I, that game a couple weeks ago, he was just going to Cole Komet, and there was another goofball I'd never heard of that he was trying to throw the corner route to in the end zone, and those guys weren't coming down with it. No, their best wide receiver was Darnell Mooney. Yeah. So, any other trades that I'm uh, – there was another one today, and I'm drawing a blank on it. Calvin Ridley went to Jacksonville. Yeah, it was a weird one, right? <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those things. Calvin Ridley suspended the whole year, right? From right. gambling. Yeah. Is that right? I, mean, I, yep. guess I, I feel like it's just in Atlanta, like – we're doing fine without him. We don't need him here. Let's just – we don't want to be answering questions about Calvin Ridley in the next couple months. Like, say Atlanta does make the playoffs, and then people are asking about Calvin Ridley. Calvin, it's like it's just a distraction. Get rid of it. He's not he's not bothering you. Jacksonville's where he's from, I believe. He's a Florida guy, so it makes sense. I don't have a problem with it. It's just weird that they did it, but I understand it once I thought about it. Don't they know gambling's not legal in Florida? <laughs> Wasn't it the Jags that he bet on? Like the London game was the Jags and somebody? Yep. <laughs> I love it. Hell, it works for him then, right? If he can't gamble in Florida, well, fuck. But, I mean, Jacksonville is close to the state line. It's not that far away from the fucking Carolinas and Georgia, so he could jump ship. Oh, Calvin Radley. All right, let's jump into last week's games. We'll, we'll roll through those pretty quick, and then we'll hop back into this week's games. There's only 13 this week uh, with six teams on a bye, so we uh, should get through it fast. Uh, last week, Baltimore and Tampa Bay on Thursday Night Football. Um, 27-22 is the final score, but uh, it didn't really feel that close. I felt like, felt like the first half, Tampa Bay came out looking pretty good, and then Baltimore – just kind of took control of that game late in the second quarter, and then they the whole second half, 
I mean, did Tampa Bay even have the ball for more than five minutes in the second half? It was just a slow punish. Have they hit their bye yet? Tampa hasn't, have they? They have not hit their bye yet. Okay. They're either going to miss the playoffs fucking terribly and have a top 10 pick, or Brady's going out a fucking Super Bowl champion. There is no in-between. Well, he's got to have to come back next year to become a fucking Super Bowl champion. Because they ain't fucking doing it this year. Jack Barrett's out for the year now. You're losing players on your defense. Tom Tom's got divorced. I mean, you know, he gave up his fucking family for the shit. That's the thing, though. It's finalized now. Now he's set free. But is he, though? Now he's set free. See, the thing is, the only team in the NFL, I mean, San Fran. San Fran scares the fuck out of me now with CMC and Debo. I mean, that's, that's a Super Bowl team right there. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, Tampa Bay has a bye in week. I just totally negated 11. my my argument. Mm-hmm. Week eleven, Tampa Bay has a bye. Um, so got a couple more weeks before they get they get there. Weird that they're oh was week twelve thing week twelve must be Thanksgiving week because there's no teams with a bye that week. And then you got two teams in thirteen, and then in six teams in week fourteen. It's weird how they hey. do the bye. Hey, riddle me this. How come all these teams are flying over to London and coming and having to fly back and play the next week, but the one motherfucking team that gets a bye is the Denver Broncos? That's right. Fuck does that work? I thought Rodgers or somebody said that the the teams get to pick. Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah, they they get a say in it. Yeah, they either get a home game or a bye, because I remember him saying that earlier in the season. Is the week they come back from London, they can either they when they were making the schedule, it was either you get a home game, or you can choose your bye week that week. And because it's earlier in the season, some of the teams are choosing just the home game. Yeah. It is what it is, but anyways, Philly sucks. <laughs> I mean, the Thursday night game, I was the only one on Tampa. Uh, Baltimore was laying one and a half when we bet. By the time the game rolled around, it was it flipped. Tampa was. Minus one and a half. I was on the box like a fool. Um, so that was a lonely island for me. Then we go to London, as Billy was talking about. Denver was two and a half point dogs uh, taking on Jacksonville. Every single one of us was on Jacksonville. Dino had Jacksonville as a lock, and they somehow lose that game 21-17. I didn't catch any of it. It sounded like Jacksonville, though, kind of beat themselves, from what I heard. Uh, yeah, Travis Etienne had like... 180 yards or something, 160 yards. Some uh, Trevor Lawrence is just man. He's just he, at times he just looks lost. He'll make he'll make one throw that goes. You go, okay, there's Trevor Lawrence, and then after that he'll just throw two interceptions. Also, I wasn't taking into account how much treatment Russell Wilson would be able to get on his way to London, and how much uh, you know how focused he would be on his legs. So. Had I known that prior, I you know maybe would have bet on Denver. Yeah, that's fair. Human cartoon character Russell Wilson. Yeah, I forgot to take in the uh, high knees factor on the eight-hour <laughs> flight. Silly me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence I saw has the most second-half interceptions um, on the thrown this season, which is interesting it's almost like uh 
either they fall behind and he's got to throw their way back into it, or it's a crucial situation, need a third down, and he's forcing balls maybe. So if he ends up not panning out, because he'll get one more year after this, I think, to really try. If he ends up not working out, is the is he the biggest bust of all time? Does he take that crown? Maybe. It's a bold question. Because I mean, he was hyped when he before he was even a freshman at Clemson. You heard about Trevor Lawrence being number one draft pick. Yeah, I don't know if Billy's laughing at this or something else, but no, you, you the way you said, does he get another year to really try? <laughs> the way you said it, huge pop. <laughs> well, I mean, you could look at it and be like, you know, Ryan Leaf, right? Like Ryan Leaf is like the biggest fucking meltdown I think of all time right now, right? Yeah, because that was fucker derailed. But the thing with Ryan Leaf was he was like, so Washington State was like one of the first teams that was running that. That's major spread air raid offense, no running back five wide. And he was like the first guy to come from that right to the NFL, and it just didn't work. So in a way, I think I think he had all the talent in the world as far as throwing the football, but he wasn't an NFL-style quarterback, and he only had that one great year at Washington State that put him on the map, and he was like a super stud, where Peyton Manning was, everyone knew he was going to be the top dog, much like Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor was supposed to be the next coming of Peyton. So I, I don't know. I, I was I as a Clemson fan, I love Trevor Lawrence, but uh, man, this looks like such I, a. I would tend to give a quarterback a third year. I mean, you saw the Josh Allen third year jump. I don't know if he'll make that big of a jump, but I don't. And I don't even think he's looked terrible. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, he, I don't think he's lived up to his hype, but I don't think he's looked bad by any stretch of the match. No, when you when you look, so who are the quarterbacks that are on year two? It's 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 Lawrence, it's Fields, it's Wilson, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. They're all struggling at times. They they all show glimpses of something, and they're all showing that they're second year quarterbacks. Um, I think all of them definitely deserve a third year. I mean, Zach Wilson's probably the one that's raising the most eyebrows, right, of, of the four. But they got yeah, Doug, and Doug Max's Mills. not going to get it. Yeah, Mac's going to be the one that doesn't get it. And that's just because of where he's at. Yeah, <laughs> Bailey Zappy coming in and right making his job. But uh, that'll be it'll be fascinating to see how those guys' careers pan out. Um, moving on, let's get through this. Dallas, uh, blue Chicago out 49, 29. Um, Dino was the only one on Dallas. That game was actually closer than what it appeared at certain points. Like Chicago was like, you know, four points away, five points away from tying it, you know, possession away. Then they fumbled and it was a fucking, you know, fumble return for a touchdown that kind of that, but that's where the momentum shifted because in the second half, Chicago came out. That was the game that I got to watch. I didn't get to watch the Atlanta Carolina game. Didn't at Dallas that have a hot start? Didn't Dallas jump out to Dallas, like a Dallas jumped out, but then Chicago came back, and by you know the by the early third quarter, you know it was like you know twenty eight twenty three, and you're like, oh, Chicago's going to make a game of this. And then they fumbled, and it was a touchdown, and then there was an interception for a touchdown, and, you know, a whole bunch of crazy shit happened. 
Gotcha. I will say I was on Dallas or uh, Chicago. I didn't know that they were going to fucking trade. um, Bob Quinn? Yeah, Robert Quinn. If I would have known that, I would have been all over that. Like Sunday betting, I was all over the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, We had a shutout this past week. 24-0. The New Orleans Saints just dominated the Las Vegas Raiders. Everybody but Dino was on the Saints. And I don't know if we all saw a 24-0 game. I mean, even you, CJ, had to had to say you didn't see twenty four nothing. I saw it coming. <laughs> you know, you know, Vicky Valancourt. Yeah, yeah, Mud Dogs. Of course, that's how that goes. Yeah, you just know the score. Cool and she told me the score, whispered it in my ear, in my dreams. There you go. Photos of I said, I said, ooh, that Vicky Valancourt. She loved me, and I love her too, Mama. Um, yeah, was that just, I mean, I didn't see any of the games. CJ, your probably was the closest one to it. Was it just dominant okay. defense by New let Orleans? Me, let me break it down to you like this. The Raiders, bias, the Raiders did not cross the 50-yard line until two minutes and 24 seconds left in the game. Were they just that bad, or was the Saints that Saints good? Saints just that goddamn good. Of course you're going to say that. It, it sounded... I actually think he might be right. Vegas fucking stinks. <laughs> like they they got pressure on they got pressure on uh on Carr and they stopped the run and uh you know they're getting healthy so that that helps them from that. Yeah. But I didn't realize that Vegas had like the number three scoring offense in the league going into that game. Yeah, I mean, Josh Jacobs was like the – Yeah, Josh, because yeah, they were running the ball. But fuck it, a cer- I think halfway through the third quarter, they only had 84 yards of offense. So, Jesus. I mean, you know, we'll see if the Saints got back on track with this game here. Yeah, that's be a true they, test. They have, I mean, the Saints have a top 10 offense. They're number seven, I think, going into the game. I don't know where they are now. But, you know, the defense was 30th or 31st in the league at that point. Yeah. Like, it takes one game to build that confidence. Uh, Atlanta and Carolina had quite an interesting finish to that one. Atlanta wins 37-34. We were all on the Falcons thinking they could cover the four and a half. Maybe Carolina getting rid of their coach, getting rid of Robbie Anderson, and getting rid of Christian McCaffrey has become a better team. I mean, they hung in there all the way to the end. And no Baker Mayfield. Yeah. P.J. <laughs> Walker. The greatest thing about that game – as I was, you know, you flip to it after you're, you know, you're watching the fucking Cowboys trounce the Bears. They flip to it. And as soon as they flip to it, Atlanta scores, right? And they take the lead. And I'm like, fuck yeah, all right, they're going to cover. And there's like, what, 14 seconds left, 20 seconds left, something ridiculous like that. And then P.J. Walker throws a fucking touchdown pass. 65-yard fucking bomb, right, to D.J. Moore. And he's in the end zone. And I laughed. I laughed so fucking hard because I hate the goddamn Atlanta Falcons with such a fucking passion, right? And then I'm like, oh, they just fucking lost. And then I'm like, oh, shit. They got a fucking penalty, and now they got to kick like a 40-yard field goal as a fucking PAT. And then they miss it. And then I laughed again because now I'm like, wow, Carolina is fucking terrible, right? Only in this game could this fucking happen. It was, it was great entertainment. Had my emotions going. 
He missed one or two kicks in overtime. He missed one, one at the end of the game. PAT to get him to win, and then he right. missed a field goal in overtime. Okay. Yeah, I saw something that he had, he must have missed a field goal earlier in the game because I saw on a stat line that he had the missed extra point and two missed field goals. He probably did. I don't know. I didn't watch it. And then, um, yeah, fascinating finish there. Atlanta gets the win. Uh, Philadelphia just has – they just manhandled the, the Steelers. Um, we were all on Philly. Did anybody – I mean, is there anything from anything of note from that game? Steelers so. are really bad. Steelers are really bad, and the Eagles are really good. Still undefeated. Uh, Miami and Detroit. It was the one that was the game where you just knew what was going to happen. With about halfway through the second quarter, the Lions playing too good. Their defense isn't stopping Miami, but they're they're just they're playing really good in the first half. Gets to halftime, they don't get a touchdown. They have to settle for the field goal to take a ten point lead at the half. And you kind of knew then. Miami's going to come back and win this football game. If you're a true Lions fan, you knew that was what's going to happen. Because yeah, I sprinkled we'll on Miami at the half. Uh, money line. <laughs> how in the blue fuck I didn't do that? I'll never understand how I did not take them at halftime or something. I was walking, walking the dog, and I looked, and it was only – the spread was – Miami was only getting three and a half points coming out of halftime. But they were down ten. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But they're like plus 134 or plus 143 on the money line. I'll just – I'll throw two bucks on that. I'll see what happens. A little, little, nice little five spot coming back my way. I'm happy about that. But I was on Miami. Um, that was that island. But the Lions just – they fire Aubrey Pleasant. They blame the secretary coach on that, Billy. Are you ranted out on that, or do you, do you have one more rant left in you for, for the Miami-Detroit uh, game? I mean, there's nothing left to say. <laughs> really, just not – none of it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, why look, they, Why'd they fire the fucking – why – like, Jeff Okuda's progress is probably the single best thing that they've done all yeah. year long. And you fucking shit-can the coach. You put how many fucking draft picks into your D-line, how much money into your D-line, and you can't fucking get a pass rush to save your life. You put some most in the fucking league. You have no idea how to run stunts to get fucking pressure from four-man packages. It's fucking it's an embarrassment. And also, I, I firmly believe, because most teams are basically doing this with some other place sprinkled in, how many times you have to get killed on the on the play action bootleg, on the play action naked bootleg? Just dump it off to whoever's open in the in the flat or in the mid level. They 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 that play gets run against them fifteen times a game and it works every fucking time. I swear to God, quarterbacks have a one fifty eight point three against that fucking play. <laughs> you know what else really pissed me off? Fucking saw Dan Campbell said this morning that it's a production. Based business. Probably shouldn't say that when you've only won fucking three games, bud. Or, <laughs> or, but I, I heard an interview, right? Somebody had asked Aaron Glenn, I forget who it was, going into the game, how do you stop Miami? Now, this was before the game took place, like, you know, midweek, somewhere around there. His game plan was 
you jam those how, – how do you stop Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle? And his answer was you jam them at the line of scrimmage to slow them down. Okay. Now, I didn't watch the game live. I watched the replay of the game. I didn't see anybody jamming anybody at the fucking line of scrimmage at all. Period. No, they played off cover, like off cover. Yeah. Two off so board. you're giving them a good five yards to get a head start. Now our fucking. Right, but they defensive. they played zone. They played yeah. zone all game. Why are they fucking trying yeah. to press when they're? Run- and that's on your fucking defensive coordinator. If that's in your game plan, why is it not happening in a well, fucking game? Then make it fucking happen in the game. You're the fucking defensive coordinator. Go make it fucking happen. Then. <laughs> Then you hear, you know, inklings of maybe A.G. and Aubrey Pleasant get into it. You know, Aubrey Pleasant, we saw him getting Jeff Akuta's shit last year, right? And everybody's like, oh, Aubrey Pleasant's a fiery guy, you know? So then you hear this thing, how it's like, well, maybe he just got a little angry. And A.G. is Dan Campbell's boy. So, I mean, you know, Aubrey Pleasant is fucking Brad Holmes's guy, and he's lower level. So, you know. You gave up 400 fucking yards in the passing game. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Aubrey Pleasant's definitely a, a whole... He came from L.A., right? And yeah, A.G. and is, Campbell... This is when fingers are going to start to be pointed. Yeah, absolutely. This is the begin. Yeah, this we've seen this play out. We see this play out every three or four years here in Detroit. Well, this is year two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, every, every three years, this half seems to happen. But nonetheless... Um, I mean, it's in my opinion, all things said, I will stand by it. I thought that was the best game the Lions have played on both sides of the ball all season. Like, yes, they didn't stop Miami, but they they also didn't just give up. Miami doesn't walk all over them. They got the third down a lot. Like, Miami had to drive. Miami faced adversity. Earlier in the season, the Lions defense gave no one adversity. It was second down conversion, first down conversion. They just marched down the field with no problem. I thought the Lions defense played their best game, even though they gave up 31 points. That's just how fucking rotten they've been. And then the offense, they 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 sustained better drives. They didn't rely on a home run play to move the ball up and down the field either. It just felt like the second half, the offense wasn't there, but they only had, what, three possessions in the second half? Well, and on one of them, they, they were moving the ball, so... I thought every game, as uh, every game this season, out of eight games, that was the best the Lions have played all year. That's just my take. Washington, the Washington game was better, but that's a different story. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought the second half of the Washington game, their defense was absolutely rotten. But I think the Lions' offense is they get away from their game plan, right? You get away from running the football. You get this whole thing to where you just want to fucking sling the rock all over the goddamn field. If you just fucking run the ball, I mean, you're successful at that. You're getting fucking four to five yards a fucking carry. Well, Miami was shutting down the run there towards the end of the second quarter and in the third quarter. That that first possession of the third quarter, no, it was run, run, third and long. They get how many penalties did they get? On that first possession, was it the first? Less possession? than Miami. They had less, far less penalties than no, Miami. I'm not talking about the whole game. I'm talking about just on that one possession. You had well, the two second possession had like a six couple of false done. start calls where they were like a one, the first and thirty, right? That was the second. They run second passes, passes yeah. and you know it doesn't fucking work for them. Right. Like 
you know, that's what shot him in the fucking foot was the penalties on that drive because they were running the ball on that on that. You know, Swift was getting some plays where he was running, and I don't know what the fuck happened to him, but he didn't get that many carries or that many plays in the game. It's the same thing that I have to ask with Kaminsky. Why the hell didn't Kaminsky play that much? Kaminsky is what gets you your pass rush. For whatever fucking reason that is, you've got that dude that's in there, and he makes a difference in the pass rush. I don't, I don't know, you know? I don't get it, but... Who the fuck yeah. knows? Aubrey Pleasant's gone. So the Lions are number five defense now. Yeah, and of course they're playing. It's it's like a perfect recipe. We'll get to this week. We get to this week. But the Green Bay Packers on a four-game losing streak coming to town to play the Detroit Lions on a five-game losing streak, I believe. So uh, we've seen that play. Game. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, Arizona and Minnesota. Minnesota wins this one 34-26. At one point, I thought this was, was it 28-26? Was just a little bit. The Minnesota scored like a really late touchdown. Arizona should have covered fucking nine ways to China, but it was Call of Duty weekend. Kyler threw two terrible picks in the fourth quarter like <laughs> everybody knew was going to happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Billy and CJ were on Minnesota. I, I for some reason, was on Arizona, probably because of the three and the hook. The uh, the Jets were beating New England for quite a while there, and then they just fell apart. New England steamrolls them in the second half. They win that game 22-17. Uh, I was the only one on the Jets. Um, any, you go ahead and stop me. I'm just going to start rolling through these. We've, we're, we've been babbling a lot. Um, Tennessee and Houston. Uh Closer game for a while than I think a lot of us thought. Tennessee pulls out 17-10. Derrick Henry runs for over 200 yards. Malik Willis had, what, 55 yards passing or something like that? He went 6 out of 10. They didn't throw the ball. I mean, fucking Derrick Henry had 32 carries and ran for 218 yards. Uh, Hilliard ran for a shit ton of yardage. I mean, it's like, you know, when you're running fucking, you got 300 yards in the on the ground. Why pass, you know? Yeah. There. And they laid up a let fucking they laid up a let let up a late touchdown to make it look where it was closer, but gotcha. Seattle at home, CJ, Mr. 4 p.m. on Seattle. The was a island. They went 27-13 over the Giants. Uh a game where you thought you were gonna see a lot of running. Both both teams' defenses uh showed up and shut down the run game, and Seattle just got it done at home. I'm gonna draw. Washington football team wins a shootout with the Indianapolis Colts 17-16 in Sam Ellinger's debut. Uh, Tyler Heineke with a late heroics in that one to get the commanders. They're, they're on a winning streak right now with Heineke. They get another win there. Uh, they also win and cover. We were all on Washington. Uh, game we were split on, and I, I questioned, and I went back and actually listened to the podcast just to make sure of why, and why the hell I took the Rams, and because my real bets were with San Francisco. San Francisco wins 31-14, but the Rams looked good the first half. In another case, it's just nothing in the second half. It was all San Fran. I did watch a lot of that game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey in the D-Bowl role, major problem. Yeah. And when you get Debo back, I don't know what the fuck you do with that. And whoever was calling that game said in the like going into the second half or something, like, oh, the Rams offense is back and it's looked much better. They scored 14 points. That's not that's not great. I mean, that's that's an 
okay offense. That's not great. And then they couldn't do dick in the second half. So Kyle Shanahan against Sean McVay is easiest money ever. I don't know why I didn't bet a fucking paycheck on it. Uh, Green Bay, Sunday Night Football, they lose by 10. They were getting 10.5, so they cover against Buffalo. Uh, CJ and I were on the Packers there, but um, yeah, Buffalo's good. Green Bay's struggling. This was another example. I I think five games this weekend, I got fucked by the hook, and this was one of them, and this just capped it off. Buffalo. Right, Buffalo, Atlanta. I mean, Jacksonville was, wasn't far off for you. And then Cincinnati and Cleveland on Monday Night Football. That little elf. I'm hungry. That little elf gave the Cleveland Browns magic. And they steamrolled the shit out of the Bengals on Halloween. I mean, 30, it was what, 26 nothing at one point? Or 26 to 3? I didn't watch much of it. I just was scorp score peaking last night but i was like the whole time like what the fuck is going on here yeah same i i, I you know would see the highlights and stuff of what was happening on twitter getting the updates that way and uh just crazy like they i mean i kind of went how i thought cleveland's gonna run the ball well but amari cooper looked like he was wide open every play that they threw to him jamar chase being out made a Big difference in that game. Burrow got hit and sacked a bunch in that game, too. I don't necessarily know how good the offensive line is for Cincinnati. You know, during the offseason, you heard, oh, they, they made improvements on the line. Well, it didn't fucking look like it last night. They had no answer for Miles Garrett. Yeah. Well, he had, you know, he had some pressures and a couple of sacks, but he wasn't the only one hitting them. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, yeah. oh, that's cool. They didn't have answers for any of it. Like... Uh, that was a game Cincinnati did not show up to. Uh, but CJ gets to win that week. Let's move on to week nine. Only 13 games this week as the Browns, the Cowboys, the 49ers, Broncos, Giants, and Steelers are all taking their bye week right in the middle of the season, so that's nice for them. Anything else on week eight before we really delve into these games? All right. Thursday night football should be real exciting. Philadelphia Eagles are laying 13 and a half points at the Houston Texans. CJ, do you want to pick first or defer? I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, I'll pick whatever. What's your decision? What are you doing? I just said I'll pick. Oh, then pick. Clean the shit out of your ears. Fuck. What are you doing? A better here? internet connection. Which actually has been much improved than it was earlier in the season. So exactly, I got I got new internet. That's why, you know, fuck, man. I live in Alabama. What the fuck? You think we know what internet is? Goddamn, son, you go down there to middle Alabama, South Alabama, you ain't got no goddamn credit card pump at the gas station. You gotta go inside and pay for it. That's that's the world I live in. 1942, goddamn it. Clan rallies on the goddamn mountains and shit up here. First century. Anyways, I'm taking the Eagles. What was, this, what was the spread? 13 points? Is that 13 right? 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're going Philadelphia. I know. Sorry, I was sidetracked. What, what, what are we at? Philly minus 13 and a half at Houston Thursday night. I think I accidentally already bet this game minus nine and a half, but that doesn't line doesn't change it. Uh, give me Philly. 
Houston being a giant home pup on a short week intrigues me. It's like it's it's I look at that and I go, God, home pup, thirteen and a half short week. I mean that's like that's like a half naked woman in a bar walking right up to you, you know? You're just like, What is this? But then you look at the other you look at why and you go, Okay. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles are uh are her abuser. And that is what we're dealing with here. And um you know, unfortunately, I'm going to stay away from the Texans on this one. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with that. She's drunk and she sees three of you, and the one in the middle is the hot one. You're like, oh, let me get that bald bearded fucker right there. He's sexy. Jump all over that one. Billy, what are you going with here? I'm intrigued by the. Uh topless chick walking up to me in the bar <laughs> i'm so intrigued in fact i'm gonna try and take it home i'm gonna take houston here and i cannot believe it. i'm about to say this it would not surprise me if they fucking win this game outright <laughs> home pop on a short week i love it i said it what are you smoking this week? I was, you know, this is, I, I actually, actually, I'm on some gummies tonight. Listen, listen, I don't, I'm not like saying it's like, oh man, I'm confident in it. It just wouldn't shock me. That's all I'm saying. And I'm short with you week, on that. I, I, I think this is a road. game. Real, really, really, really here. I'm looking at it. Vegas ain't made of Motel 6s. First half spread, I'm thinking I might be going with Houston for the first half spread. If it's if it's high, if it's like 10. Oh, yeah, I'm high. It's going to be a close first half, I feel like. Could be wrong on that. What's the first half spread here? Uh, first half spread is a touchdown, so I may not take it. That. And, and listen, I will. Com- I I don't know. I'm just. It wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock, shock me either. Because short week, trap game. This is like screams trap game for the Eagles on a short they week. Play on Monday Night Football next week. It's Dallas, it's, right? Division rival. I think it's either Dallas or Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you cut it. It's a short week. Division rival next week on prime time. I I don't know, man. I've seen some crazy shit in the NFL this year. You know, we just talked about this the other day. There's been some crazy shit happening in the league. I'm with you. Houston's not winning this fucking game. If they do, I'm done betting forever. <laughs> I'll take that bet. I, I, uh, I just watched the uh, Tennessee Titans run for like 300 yards on Houston. And last I checked, Philadelphia is a predominantly run-first team. I'm not saying, you know. Listen, there's a big difference in Derrick Henry and what Philadelphia does. I I can see a pathway. I can see Philadelphia dominating the game. They struggle in the red zone. They got to kick field goals. And somehow, some way, they fucking lose the game 17-12-17-15. And Houston's very familiar with A.J. Brown. They've had to cover him for years. That is not true. 
possible. Who knows? On to Sunday. I believe this game, I don't think there's any overseas games this week. I think they come, they go to Germany like next week or the week after. But we've got Indy on the road getting five and a half points at New England. Dino, what do you got here? I don't know. <laughs> Elliger didn't look bad. He didn't look great, but he didn't look bad. Um, they fired their offensive coordinator. Another scapegoat move. You know, New England didn't look great against the Jets. They pulled away a little bit late, but the Jets were in that game. I don't know. Give me Indy and the points. Fuck it. I'm stupid. Like five and a half, it's Devil's number. We've talked about this. Um, but last time, a guy named Sam, within one of his first career starts, early in his very career, played against the Bill Belichick defense. After the game, he said he saw ghosts, and I don't think that's going to be any different for Sam Ellinger, much like it was for Sam Darnold. And he might not score any points if they can't run the ball. They don't have Naheem Hines anymore. They fired their office coordinator. They're going to try to sling it with Sam Ellinger against Bill Belichick defense with those New England corners. I'll take – this might be the shot out of the week. I'll take New England. Billy? Yeah. Uh, rookie quarterback. Is he a rookie? I think he's a second-year quarterback. Second-year, but... first-year starting, whatever. Fucking yeah. same thing. Uh, you just fired your offensive coordinator. Traded away Naeem Hines. Like you just, I mean, I, the NFL is just keeps forcing me to fucking pick the rocket scientist, and I absolutely <laughs> fucking hate it. Give me the pats. CJ. That is a game for any time touchdown for the defense, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's the Bill Belichick theory, right? Against the young quarterback and make him look foolish, you know? Last week it was fucking Zach Wilson. I mean, you know, Jersey, Jersey Zach. But, uh, minute too. Good yeah. but, uh, but yeah, we're going, we're going Pats. Speaking of Jersey Zach, he's home. He's getting 12 and a half points at home with Buffalo coming to town. Much like the Philly-Houston game, the abuser and, and the, the slutty-looking chick at the bar coming at you as a home pup, double-digit home pup. And this time, unfortunately, I'm going to go with the home pup. I'm going to take that drink <laughs> and drop the toe. Give me Jack's Philly. <laughs> Oh, see, see, this is one of them girls that approaches you when you're fucking drinking water and you just got to say no sometimes. Sometimes you just, you know, as the kids would say, you just swipe left. Um, Give me the bills. Yeah, I, I, I myself do like sluts. I... I have been accused of being a slut once or twice in my life. I have slutty tendencies, if one will say. I know sluts. 
<laughs> but in this game, you don't want to take the Jersey sluts. You don't want no snooky pussy, son. <laughs> we're going, we're going Buffalo. And I know. I'll be honest. I was doing some stuff. I got caught on a, on my work, some work stuff. So I didn't hear what the game was, but I do know it's the Buffalo game. So it's just going to be Buffalo against whatever they're fucking doing. Minus 12 and a half at New Jersey, at, at the New Jersey Jets, the, the Jets, whatever. Yeah. I just need divisional game, double digit home pop. I got to take it. That's my theory. Billy, Miami's laying five on the road going to Chicago. Oh, geez. I, I'm going to take Miami. I I think that defense is shot after trading two of their best kit or players. I just don't see how they stop Miami's offense. And Miami's defense got a whole lot better today. I'm going to take the Dolphins here. All right, CJ. I was originally going to go with the Bears. Until, you know, they traded Roquan Smith. And then they got Chase Claypool. <laughs> I mean, Miami's, uh, how much better is Chicago than the Lions? Weighed my options that way. I don't think they're any better than the Lions. I don't know. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Yeah. Oh. Who who's gonna cover Tyreek and and Jalen Waddle? Uh, I do think the Lions are better than the Bears, and that wasn't even close. I don't fuck the Bears. I'm this is where it's just I love that it's easy. Fuck the Bears. Give me Miami. Home pups are, are barking this week for me. I I'll be on the Bears. I mean five. If this this game to me felt like it was a four point three and a half four and a half point game, like I'm like okay, I'll take I'll t- I'll take Miami, and then when it came out as five, I was well, I think it came out as five and a half originally too, and I was like, oh, I'll take the Bears. Um, so well, I'll write them at five. Um, but if this changes, I'll probably switch that up game day. But we'll see. I'll write them like an idiot. Uh, CJ, Green Bay's coming to Detroit. They're laying three and a half points. Home pups once again here with the Lions. You have hope. <laughs> I always have hope, and I hate the cheeseheads. So, you know, there's, there's that. And I mean, they fired Aubrey Pleasant. I'm telling you, he was the fucking problem, okay? Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to throw all over this defense because these defensive backs all of a sudden just got better within the past two days. Jeff Okuda is an all-pro corner right fucking now. Awarie, next best thing to slice fucking bread. Here's what's going to happen. Look that pickle of shit if he's the uh, best thing since that. Look, they fired Aubrey Pleasant. I'm telling you, this is how this is working out for them. He's okay. gone. Okay. I know. Defensive line is all of a sudden better. Okay, they're going to get a pass rush. They're going to stop some running backs. This game is going in the fucking Lions bag, baby. So we're picking Detroit, in case you didn't know. Gotcha, Dino. 
I mean, is Green Bay able to cover more than a three-point favorite? I don't know. Give me Detroit. <laughs> I didn't see that coming the way you started that. <laughs> Uh, much like, I mean, three and a half, kind of like what I was just saying with Miami, Chicago, I know Green Bay has been struggling. This feels like a storybook where Green Bay figures out their offense. Aaron Rodgers goes for 250, four touchdowns, no interceptions, Romeo Dobbs, Bob Tunyon, and Alan Lazard, they're all catching touchdowns and going for 75 plus. No Aubrey Pleasant, no, it doesn't matter. Green Bay 24, Lions 20. That's a cover. I'll take the Packers. I can't do it. Switch me to the Packers. I, I just can't. I can't do it. You're right. There's such a fucking get-right game for them. It's not even funny. Give me Green Bay, please. All right, Billy. It kind of smells like A.J. Dillon runs for 5,000 yards. Big Bob Tanyan has 10 catches for, I don't know, 400 yards and eight touchdowns. Wow, a lot of possession. Oh, you know, fuck this team, man. Give me the Packers. Yeah, it's funny because originally I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Detroit until they fired Aubrey Pleasant and got rid of T.J. Hawkinson. Nope, I'm out. Like, if they didn't make those two moves this week, I would probably be on Detroit getting three and a half because I saw the improvements last week. And the Packers still look like they're just, they don't know what the hell they're doing. But now it's like the Lions are like, come on. Hey, Green Bay. Hey, Minnesota. Here's our best tight end that we've had in, you know, maybe you know, a good 20-some years. Hey, Green Bay, coming to town. We're going to help you get it right. We're going <laughs> to give you basic-ass shell coverage defense, and Rodgers can just pick us apart. We want to help the division is by being the bottom feeders that we've always been. That's how we roll here in Detroit. Did you just say T.J. Hawkinson has been the best tight end since Dan Campbell? Is that what I heard you say? I mean, yeah. Can you name a better one since Dan Campbell? I can't even name a fucking tight end. I mean, you had Stonehands Pettigrew, right? And Eric Eber. You go. I don't even remember who the fuck the tight end was when Barry Sanders played for him. David That's Sloan? He, might, he was in between Barry and, and, uh, and Pettigrew, I think. Brandon Pettigrew is the best tight end they've had. Unfortunately, that's not that's uh, that's not a compliment. He never he didn't even get on with the second team when they didn't re-sign him. His career was done at five years. Just saying. Are you sure they didn't re-sign him? It seems like they would have re-signed him. He's they like fucking Stonehands from the goddamn unnecessary roughness movie. Don't throw it to Pettigrew. Don't throw it to Pettigrew. What do you do? You throw it to fucking Pettigrew. How many catches did he have? He was one out of six that game. Way to go, Stonehands. Way to go. It's like, what what tight end is going to become, like, the next Joseph Fourier, where they have, like, one game where they catch a, a touchdown and they've got a personality and then Lions fans love them and then they end up just sucking for the rest of their career here. That's what's going to happen with the next guy. Man, it's Brock Wright right now, right? It'll be Zilstra, because Brock Wright's rather consistent. Like, he's a decent number two tight end, but it'll be the Zilstra fucker. One tight end, unless you fucking put Jason Cabinda out there. He'll be the fullback. I like Kabinda. I do like Jason Kabinda quite a bit. Um, all right. Minnesota's laying three and a half at Washington. Another home fucking pop. And this is Dino. You're you're up first here. Right in the Heineken train. 
Give me Washington. With you, three and a half. Three and a half is too much. I think Minnesota wins this game by three. I'll take the home dog and the points. They're on a winning streak, and they're playing better with Heineke. They're keeping games close, making it one-possession games. Billy? The hook scares me. Um, I'm... This game's at 1 o'clock, correct? Yes. Big, big revenge game for Kirk Cousins. Give me the Vikings. CJ. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, is it really an away game for Kirk? You know, I mean, he played in Washington for a few years. Remember? You like that? You like that? Yeah, he wasn't bursting yet. Want all that shit? Um... Yeah, I'm going Minnesota. All right. Carolina getting seven and a half at Cincinnati. This feels like total up-down theory. Carolina just played an emotional divisional game. Cincinnati just played their worst game of the season. Cincinnati can't be that bad. But I can't believe I'm doing this. The seven, the hook is what gets me. I'm going to take Carolina getting seven and a half. I originally put this in as Carolina, and then as I started talking about it, I read it, and I said, oh, God, I got Carolina here. I think I thought this was six and a half, and I was taking consistency, but seven and a half, I'll take Carolina. Billy? I think two weeks ago, I said Carolina's probably the worst team in the league, and they probably should be 2-0 and since, so stay hot. Um, at some point, they are going to get fucking bombed. Uh, so I'm going to pick against them until I'm right. CJ. I don't know, watching, you know, last night's game and how Cincinnati was off, you know? I think Jamar Chase is a big deal for that. There's a big reason for that. And Cincinnati's been a fucking roller coaster ride. They're four and four, right? Like, you don't know if they're good or they're bad or you think they're on track and they're not on track. And it's like, okay. I don't know. Give me Carolina because I don't think Cincinnati wins by seven and a half. Jeff, they're a Jekyll Hyde team for sure. Dino. So, what? I didn't even know Jamar Chase was out until the game turned on. What is? What was his issue? It's a knee injury, but so, it's, yeah, like, some with I, the, I thought it was a hip. He's out four to six weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that offense nearly as much, and their defense isn't great as we've seen. Um, fuck me. Do I really have to? I'm going to take the points, not the team. Wow. That's one of the first times you've bet against JRB. Yeah, but PJ Walker's my guy, too. This is true. This is true. PJ Walker, magic touch. Um, this is an interesting one. Billy, the Chargers, minus three at Atlanta, another home pup. I hate I hate football. I just hate it. You know, it's just so depressing. Cause fucking Atlanta's gonna win this game. You know, that Algier kid, he's probably gonna have 150 yards on the ground. Huntley might have 100 to go with it. 
Oh, it sucks. I just give me give me the dirty birds. All right, CJ. Yeah, it makes me uh makes me physically ill to keep having to pick this fucking team. So what was it? Was it three, three and a half? Is that what it is? Uh, three, just three. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going dirty birds. Oh wow, I know. I'm tired of taking the Chargers, but I they keep I keep thinking that they're gonna turn around. And I think Atlanta has a little bit of Jacoby Brissett in them, where they look good to start and they they covered a bunch of spreads. I but I think the magic's running out a little bit. Um, so uh, bend me over and stick one in me. Give me the fucking Chargers. To get fucked by Brian Staley one more time. This, this is just the Atlanta. thing, dude. It's they like I said last week. They're a fantasy football team. They just have a bunch of names. They got a bunch of fucking toys, but they can't stop a nose. They can't stop the run. At the end of the day, don't, don't matter. They're just gonna get run all over. I and know. This game, like to me, it's a it's a three point game. Home pup, one possession. Like, I'm going to take Atlanta. I've been taking Atlanta all season. I'm going to continue to take them. But the Chargers coming off a bye and Atlanta playing that tight game last week, an OT win, Artie Smith and the boys having a good time. The Chargers could come in focused and and get out early on them. And, and Atlanta, Atlanta's not built to come back. So that's my only concern with this game. But I'll still take a home pup getting points uh, with a team that's done good for me most of the season. Does Herbert still have the DDP injury? Yeah, I don't know. But coming off a bye, he's only going to be better. You would assume, right? I don't know. DDP had broken ribs for six years. This is true. And Derek Carr came off a bye, and he really did not play well. So, who knows? Uh, speaking of Derek Carr, he's not coming off a bye. He's also somehow a road favorite, laying one and a half points against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are also home pups, going with the theme of the week. Uh, so, CJ, you going to go with Vegas or Jacksonville? What was the spread again? One and a half. Vegas laying one and a half. I mean, who the fuck knows? It's like there's that party that's like, ah, oh, pick Jacksonville, right? Because you're like, ah, oh, Vegas is bad. But then there's that party that's like, how bad is fucking Jacksonville? You know? Like, I don't know. Fuck it. Give me Vegas. It's, yeah, this is a tough game for me this week. Dino? And the highly anticipated Hall of Fame game rematch. <sighs> that has no Hall of Famers in it. I'm I'm kind of with Billy. I hate football, and it makes me cry, and it makes me sad, and I don't want to pick this game. <laughs> I really don't, because I'm gonna take Vegas, but I just don't want to. Put up down theory, but both teams were down. <laughs> Give me Vegas because they're the better, I think, team. I, fuck me. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, Vegas isn't going to get shut out. They shouldn't get shut out again. Um, last time Josh McDaniels had a sit down with Mark Davis after a loss, they uh, they came out and won a couple games and, and looked like the Vegas people thought they would be. So I think it's a get right game for them. They're the better team. One and a half isn't a whole lot of points. Everything in me wants to take that home pup Jags, but I just can't, especially coming back from London. Billy, you want them? Here's a fun fact for you guys. Uh, I didn't give a shit about this game back in August, and I don't give a shit about this game in November. <laughs> give me the Jags. <laughs> I figured you were going there. Um, oh, shit. Who was the first day? Was CJ. Dino, we've got Seattle getting two on the road going to Arizona. Okay, I need I need a math guy to help me with this. Um, Seattle, Seattle's leading the NFC West, right? Yes. Aren't they leading the NFC West by over Arizona by like two games? I believe so. Yes, I believe there's a two game gap between the two. So how is Seattle getting points? I'm guessing because Arizona's at home. I don't care. They're a two game lead in the division. Give me Seattle. I don't know math, but I think Billy would would confirm my math is correct. This feels like a game where they're begging, or they want people to take Seattle. Feels like a trap. Smells dirty. Stinky, stinky line. Made me originally be like leaning Arizona, but then I thought about like the the press conferences, like Pete Carroll and Tyler Lockett, and I'm like Seattle is a united team and they're having a great time. And when teams are having a great time and they're united, they typically find ways to win football games. Arizona feels very fractured. They're almost like the NFC chargers fantasy football team, a lot of names, a lot of talent all over the place, but they're just, they don't feel like a team. So I will take Seattle right there with you, Dino, even though the stinky line makes me lean Arizona. But I'll take Seattle when I think about it. Russell, Russell Wilson has done more for Seattle by leaving than he did the last three years for them. That's that's accurate, actually. Billy. I'm going to regret the fuck out of this. But <laughs> I, I'm going to walk into the rake. I'm just going to step right on it. Because I know when I get on fucking Call of Duty on Saturday night, I'm going to be talking to fucking Kyler. And I'm be like, bro, you're going to fucking let me down again tomorrow. I know you are. <sighs> Give me the Cardinals. This just. I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot. I can't, I can't believe I'm just going to fucking keep doing this stupid shit over and over and over. Give me the Cardinals. CJ. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to need therapy all after this. Nah, he's going to eat some more edibles. I mean, some more gummies. Some nice candy that he got from Trick or Treat. And uh, just drift off into, you know, whatever. Hey, what? Uh, what? What? Huh, what? Nothing. Go ahead. Oh, well, we're not. I'm not stepping on any rakes. So I'm, uh, I'm picking Seattle. 
uh, what was Brody trick or treating as yesterday? Brody, what'd you trick or treat as? Um, he was oh. a cobra. Mixed with a Freddy Krueger, mixed with an alligator. What the hell was a combination? Right. <laughs> it was G-Man. He was Blippy. He was Blippy? Yeah, it's a TV show character. Okay. I'm yeah. not Blippy. I wasn't Blippy. Uh, Grayson was. Billy's kid. Uh. All right. Um, back to football. Los Angeles Rams are two and a half point dogs on the road at Tampa Bay. These two teams are so fucking similar in that you just don't trust either of them. And they are, they've won the last two Super Bowls. So you think they're going to be good teams, but they've just played in terrible. I'll take the home team. I'll take the Bucks. It's less than three points. I don't trust either of them. I don't want to take either of them, but I'll take the Bucks. Billy? Yeah, tune into ESPN on Monday to watch fucking four hours of them pump whoever wins this game's tires. They're back. Oh, they're back. <laughs> Give me uh, the Bucks. I hope Romo's on the call for this. He'll just be slobbing knobs left and right and give Jim a handy while he's in there, too. It's probably a Fox game. Probably. It'll be Greg Olson and whoever the fuck is with Greg Olson. Kevin Burkhart, who does a really good job. He doesn't get enough credit. He's a good commentator. Okay. I don't pay enough attention. He's good. Who are you taking? Are you asking me? Is it my pick? Yeah, it's your pick. Fuck Tampa Tom. We're not going with him. And I don't know if I should go with fucking Matt Stafford or not, but fuck, fuck, fuck Tampa Bay. So we're going with the Rams. All right, Dino. This, uh, if you took took away the logos and just left the teams, this would be the who gives a shit game of the week. If it was just teams and talent. But I'm gonna watch it because I'm a sucker. Give me, give me Tampa Bay because, fuck, who cares? All right. Revenge. Like gonna win now. <laughs> For some reason, it just does after we talk about it. Photos. Uh, Prime time game Sunday night. Another big old spread here, Billy. Tennessee. Getting 12 and a half points on the road at Kansas City. Wow, that seems. I just, I'm going to walk right into the fuck rake again. Give me the Chiefs, sir. That seems way too high. And I don't know. I'm just going to take the Chiefs. CJ. Yeah, you know, you fight over this one because. That's a big-ass spread, right? But Kansas City blew out fucking San Francisco, you know? And they're coming off of a bye. But then there's that part of me that's like, is Ryan Tannehill going to come back, or are we going to see Malik Willis, and are you going to fucking run Derrick Henry another 40 goddamn times? 
it's one of those scenarios where you're like, well, fuck, I don't know what the hell we're doing here anymore. You know, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to go with Tennessee because I think uh, 13 points is a lot for them to win by. And the way Tennessee plays football, you know. I know. Yeah, this is a pick because I think Tannehill's going to be out. Because he was in a walking boot. So I think, I don't know if he's going to be back. If he was starting, I would take Tennessee because they could play ball control and at least keep it within the, the number. Malik Willis isn't going to be able to do that. And they're, and Kansas City has a good enough defense to not let Derrick Henry run for 200 yards. So give me the Chiefs. Yeah, this is kind of like the, the, the Jets and Buffalo game where I'm just an idiot to pick against Buffalo and Kansas City. So I'm just an idiot because I, I, I think Tennessee is good enough to hang in there early. And, like, this game might be tied at halftime. Might be a one-score game at halftime. I think Kansas City pulls away in the second half, but I'll take the 12 and a half points because I think at some point this game is going to be very close, and um, it might be the first whistle. It might be when it's zero zero, and then that might be the closest the game ever is. But I still think Tennessee can get that cover with Malik Willis with Ryan Tannehill, Vrabel on prime time. I think he'll have his defense. They'll have something. I don't know. I'll take. I don't like it, but I'll, t- I'll keep them. Ugh, I feel dirty taking Tennessee and the Jets this week. Batting against the Bills and Chiefs. Who am I? Didn't you take Houston, too? No, Billy took Houston, I, but I feel like that I was close to taking Houston. I'm just a fool taking points this week. Um, CJ, ironically, this game falls to you. That's what happens when you win the week. You And you don't defer. You get to pick the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football and two and a half points against your beloved New Orleans Saints in the Superdome sponsored by Caesars. That's right. I do. I want fish sticks with my cheese sticks. Sorry. My son is interrupting me. He's apparently hungry even though he ate, I don't know, a couple hours ago. So. Fish sticks and cheese sticks. Apparently so. That's what he wants. So I'm going to have to cook it for him as soon as we get done talking here. Podcast. And fish sticks. I understand, son. Go on. Unless you do not know how to cook fish. Okay. Well, I mean, do the Saints know how to cook fish? Do they know how to cook raven? They've been cooking dirty birds for a long fucking time. Okay? And ravens are no better than falcons. Okay, same fucking difference. They both taste like chicken. They're just different color. That's all. Okay. I mean, you know, I could get in touch with Captain Crab Legs. He talks to me a little bit. You know, everybody has a one-on-one conversation on this podcast, and I could have a one-on-one conversation with Captain Crab Legs, right? But I'm not going to today. Not going to. We're just gonna pick the Saints over the Ravens, because you know. How this goes. I know. With a final score totaling 48 points, I'm selecting the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, wow. You're giving me the tiebreaker right away, too. I like it. Um, 
I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Primetime stinker. I'm going to take Baltimore on a Justin Tucker walk-off by three. So I'll take Baltimore minus the two-and-a-half. Billy? Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore myself. The addition of Roquan Smith is going to be huge for that defense. Um, I just... I think Baltimore's a better football team with you. I think they win this game by three or four. 44 is a tiebreaker. I'm going with 37, 20 to 17. CJ, you want 52? I do. All right. Uh, Locks last week, CJ was three and one with Lions. Uh, where is his letdown? But he was on New Orleans and Baltimore, both his locks last week. They came home as we did the Titans. I think the rest of us were two and two with our locks. I might have been one and three. Nope, I was two and two. Billy was two and two, and Dino was two and two. So, what do we got this week? Only 13 games to choose from makes it tough to pick four. Uh, Buffalo over the Jets. Green Bay over Detroit. Washington over Minnesota. Seattle over Arizona. You were prepared. Houston. New England. Miami. The Packers. DJ, you got yours? Yeah. I want, I want Seattle. I want Minnesota. I want Buffalo. And I want the Saints. All right. I... have given this zero thought. I'm going to take... Fuck it. I'll take Philly, New England, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have just scored three goals in the last, like, minute. It was 2-2 two to two with 9 minutes and 13 seconds to go, and it's 5-2 to two with 8 minutes and 24 seconds to go, and I'm not happy about it. Um, I'm going to fucking take... No, I'm not going to. I'm going to take Vegas. Fuck it. I don't know what to do with that game. Lock up Vegas and lock up Tampa Bay because of the two games that I don't know what to do with. So might as well lock them up. Throw away the key. I should lock Green Bay, but... I won't I won't put three locks on Green Bay. That's a recipe for a Detroit win. Which maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Nope. I'm gonna stick with Tampa, Vegas, Pats, Eagles. Well, that's all that's all I got this week for the podcast, folks. Is uh, anybody got anything else I wanna say? We'll close this thing out. So how did that Michigan player end up in a sea of fucking Michigan State guys? How did that even happen? That that's been got, such a shit storm. 
you know, and I had turned that game off right before they fucking left. I'm like, yeah, it's done. And then I, you know, an hour later, I'm looking on my phone and I'm like, what the fuck is all this shit? It's interesting. I'm trying to figure out how the fuck he got in. How he got separated from the group. He He just went like skipping up, up the right hand side. And then I fucking would, however, somehow, some way they ended up in the scuffle. He said he was going in for treatment, which I don't know why you can't hang back, but that was the yeah. excuse for why he went ahead. And he was talking shit and got his ass beat, but Michigan State got their asses beat for four hours, and now you want to act tough. Like, go fuck yourself. It, that was a shit show. <laughs> I mean, I laughed because yeah. I saw a shirt, and it had all the Michigan State players going up the tunnel, right? And then you see fucking, what's his name, whatever the fuck coming along the side right like the right like you were saying and it circled him and then it's a green shirt right and it says fuck around and find out and i laughed real fucking hard at that because i'm sitting there and it didn't make any sense to me on how he went in that whole fucking thing or why you would even do that you know and then talk shit while you're running through there not expecting to have shit started i thought it was (laughs) i thought it was i thought it was Uh, just two quick things for college football, Tennessee, Georgia this week is going to be fucking awesome. And college football rankings, the playoff rankings came out. How is Clemson ranked ahead of Michigan? I don't know. Clemson's going to get body bagged by if they may, if they end up making the playoffs, I'm not convinced North Carolina won't beat them in the ACC championship, but they, they've almost, they almost lost when they played Syracuse. Yeah. They, Syracuse. I don't, they are not impressive to me. It's Dabo swinging dick. Everybody's like, look at me. I'm Dabo Sweeney. My theory on it is if Michigan, Ohio State, Tennessee, and Georgia are in there, that's just SEC big. That's two SEC. That's two Big Ten. Yeah, they're going to put in there. You got to put – you got to take one of one and one out. You know they ain't going to take one of the SEC teams out. So they're going to take Michigan, Michigan and move out. Clemson goes in. Because then what? You got Alabama sitting at six. So that's well, what I think uh, yeah. If Alabama Unless, beats LSU and then makes it into, you know, the championship game with one loss and they end up playing either Georgia or Tennessee. Tennessee's not going to be there. <laughs> like it's just, you don't, think, you don't think Tennessee can beat Georgia? No, I don't think Tennessee's beating and, Georgia. And I don't think Georgia's as good as everybody thinks they are. Georgia's good. Georgia did just lose their top, like, linebacker, so we'll see. I don't know. Tennessee's offense is no fucking joke. You're hooking yeah. my- Hooker, our hooker, he's the real fucking that that future for Hendon Hooker Heisman is looking better every goddamn week. Yeah, I think he gets it. But I'm I am I'm like 50 50. If they win Saturday, I feel like that's a fucking surefire thing. But the only thing did I say this last week on the pod? The only thing that scares me about it, no, is. He, him being like fucking 25 and CJ Stroud going into the draft, I could see them giving it to CJ Stroud because he didn't win it last year. Yeah. I want to give the Heisman to the, you know, future number one pick, if you will. Yeah. Over a 24, 25 year old. Yeah. And I think Caleb Williams is going to have better numbers. CJ Stroud is going to have better publicity. But I think if they keep going, he might give it. But Ohio State and Michigan are going to cannibalize each other, unless it's like a three-point. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Gonna be in the playoffs, so. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you got I mean, if Alabama wins the SEC championship game and say Tennessee wins, then Alabama's beaten Tennessee, and Tennessee has beaten Alabama, and Tennessee has beaten Georgia. So then who the hell goes to the championship game? You know, it's one of those scenarios again. They'll find a way. It's all crooked and corrupt. It, it always has been. It's a popularity contest. But, but that's my theory, though, on why Clemson's ahead of Michigan. Who's conference? You're right. It doesn't matter. It, what, what it is this week doesn't matter, but it's to me, this shit is just something that ESPN created. I don't know if they did or didn't. I don't know who the fuck created the college football playoff show. But it feels like it's content for ESPN to give them shit to talk about for a week. Let's make something controversial in there. They do it every year. Remember the year Utah was ranked like seven, and they were in the top four, and people were like, what the hell's going on here? They always do it every year, and it's just to get people talking. It's just media backing, media-driven Crooked fucking college bullshit. You are not wrong, my friend. <laughs> That's exactly college, what football. college football's not crooked. They never paid their play. I tell you, it's been so much better than the NFL this year, in my opinion. I don't. It really has been. I'm I'm just, I think the fucking Lions being a fucking deadbeat and the Chargers just being fucking powder puffs. I'm just fucking over the NFL. <laughs> I'm not even a big college football guy, but it, it's been a it's been really good this year. I'll take your words for it. I mean, the thing in college football though is it's like you've got the same, you know, five or six teams. And it's just like, you know, well, that's the thing that's not going to happen this year. I don't I don't think anyway. I don't know. I mean, Ohio State's I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to go against any of them, though. You know, like five of the top six are the same. I mean, you always Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson are always made, just made there. it for the first time last year. But Michigan always gets the fucking media bias until they lose. lose like, normally, they lose to Michigan State or lose one game. But like Michigan is, is a brand. If they're the fifth, they're the top five school in the. As far as branding goes, they're like, they're always going to be there if they're good. Yeah, but you could, for yeah. real, there's a chance of TCU or USC. Right. That's what them. I was just going to say. There's a pathway to get some fucking, like, TCU in there, USC, fucking Utah's probably right there. Fucking In Utah, you lose to Florida? Yeah, I think yeah, Utah's out of did they lose again? Or, uh, no, they lost to Oregon. Oregon would be right everybody's, there. Right? Everybody's sucking Bo Nix's dick. Because Oregon hasn't lost since Georgia. That's who would be right there. Yeah, yeah. Bo is having a great fucking year, though. Wasn't yeah, Bo Nix's name Bo the guy Nixon. in draft day? No. no. Bo Nix is quarterback. He's, yeah, that's him. Exactly. He's fucking <laughs> with the guys. In, but I've seen Bo Nix play at Auburn, and that motherfucker, man. That was Auburn. She's all over the goddamn place. And no, yeah, he, went to, he went to Oregon where they don't know what defense is in the fucking Pac-12, and it's, you know, just gunning, 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 gunning. You don't got to play Alabama. You don't got to play LSU. You're playing fucking That's the, Big 12. the scariest fucking Utah team known to man. I'm scared of the Utah Utes. I know that much. You're, you're thinking of Bo Callahan, Dave. 
Bo Callahan, yeah. They look the same, though. Yeah, Bo Nix actually had teammates come to his birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the question is, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I love that we could get that in here, but all right. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening.